0: The Student Support Services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success.
1: Welcome to Beyond the Bell Tower. I am Ricky Dows and I'm here with Elena Valentine.
2: Hey Ricky, thanks for having me today. No
1: problem. So yeah, I just met Elena last week. Uh, she is a trio student. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about your um, connection with
2: Trio? Okay, um, so I've been with Trio since my freshman year um, so that was the fall of 2015, which seems like, forever ago (laughs) but um yes i've been in trio my since my freshman year and then i've just really become more active within it um within like the past like a year or two um just as i started like meeting with sarah more and going to more events and everything
1: so um what would you want listeners to know about you just you know um tell them a little bit about yourself what you're studying um you know, things you do here at NC state.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm studying sociology right now. Um, I'll be graduating in December and I don't really know what I'm going to do after it. Um, I do want to like work with children in some way, because that's something that I'm like really passionate about um, working with children and uh, underrepresented communities. So, you know, something related to trio likely. Um Yeah, just, you know, I'm a laid back person. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like to cook. um, I like to draw and just, you know, have fun, live life. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually
1: met Elena last week. Um, So, yeah, we came together to kind of just like um, get to know each other and like learn more about each other's experiences in TRIO. Um, Because for those of you who don't know, TRIO Student Support Services is a program at NC State for a very underrepresented community, which is the uh, low income and first generation community here at NC State. Um, And so the last couple of months or so, there have been like these surveys going out and like these podcasts that I've done previously with other students, um, just talking about struggles that like, I wouldn't have even have known other people have gone through. Like um, my roommate, Quayla, she had her episode come out. I want to say maybe uh, the beginning of this year around January or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, she just kind of talked about her being homeless while um here on campus and um, just listening to her story and listening to so many other stories here on campus through this podcast has been like such a, a whirlwind for me because I wouldn't have even known that there were people that went through things like that on this campus. Mm-hmm. And um, so trio worked with another organization on campus to do this survey for hunger and homelessness. And, like there were a good chunk of students on this campus. Lord knows I can't remember the number now, of course, yeah. <laughs> when I'm on the air, I can't remember the number, but it was like a good chunk of students on this campus who don't feel comfortable enough saying that they're hungry on this campus. They, If it wasn't for housing, they wouldn't have anywhere to stay <laughs> on yeah. this campus. And so that's where the idea came about. Um, one of our trio students uh, Lily Neal, she actually came up with the um, concept of coming out of the like the poor closet. Um, and there are so many students within TRIO or not even in TRIO who don't realize that, you know, they can share their experiences. They can come out as poor and there's no shame in that. And I think that's something that a lot of students in TRIO or not that, you um, they haven't learned yet. Yeah. And so I'm here with uh, Elena just to like talk about some of those experiences and talk about shame and seeing like um, what we can do as a campus, as a community, as a whole, as a world to try and figure out how to get rid of that shame. I just went on a tangent for a long time. This is a topic that I'm like super passionate about. So I just kind of went on for a minute there.
2: But yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing I just want to like start by saying is that, you know, I understand like where you were or like the place that you're in, if you do feel like ashamed to disclose like that you are from a poor background and just know that like you shouldn't be ashamed because we're all here at NC State trying to get an education. And so, you know, you're here and we're going to love you. No matter what. <laughs> yeah, so have you
1: had experiences like that where you've just like you said that you knew like you felt where they were coming from with like people who felt shame um, in sharing their background. You've do you mind sharing some of those
2: experiences? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like, one of them that I was just thinking of is, like, it's kind of weird, but it was, like, right before I came to college or, like, just all throughout, like, middle school and, like, high school and everything. Like, I would just sit and think to myself, like, you know, whenever I meet people in college, like, they're probably going to have a bunch of money because, like, I just oh, had, course, like, I had the ideas of, like, what people were like um, in college from, like, movies and stuff. And, like, you know, of course, in movies, everyone has money and can afford things. And I, was just, I would just think, like, okay I'm gonna have to come here and I'm gonna have to like hide like my family from them you know I'm gonna have to like hide that background like I'm not gonna be able to like take my friends home to like meet my parents because like I don't want them to see you know where I grew up and everything like that so it's just like I've always just had or always had that idea of like I would have to hide a part of myself coming to this campus because I knew that people wouldn't understand it and I was honestly like, I just felt the shame from it. I wanted to hide it. And like, I kind of felt like a similar shame. And um, these
1: last few weeks, I want to say that I've tried to like, maybe take that shell kind of off a little bit more, like get a bit more comfortable explaining to people like the, where I come from. But that hasn't always like, I haven't always been in that position. I've literally, from the moment I got here, felt like, I can't tell these people about my family. (laughs) Like, people are like, why'd you choose NC State? And I'm just like, oh, you know, I had family that came here lying out of, like, through my teeth. (laughs) Like, no, no one in my family has gone to college before. I came to NC State because they paid for it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and I really feel what you were saying on, like, that whole, um, like, not feeling like you can't have friends or anything come over. It's like the one friend that I've had come to my house since I've been in college was, is my roommate Mm -hmm. and she's homeless. So I was like, honestly, I know she's not going to judge me. She knows where I'm coming from, but like I grew up in the ghetto. So like there are crack houses, like literally three feet down the road from me, Mm -hmm. you know, there are, you know, gangs and shootings and like people think I'm joking half the time when I'm just like I'm from the hood and I say it you know nonchalantly so maybe that's you know a tone thing on my part but it's when I'm, I'm so serious when I'm like I don't come from a pretty background so I'm like what am I gonna do when I like find friends here if I find a boyfriend here or something and it's like I can't bring you home my parents are gonna have to come up here
2: yeah And that's actually, like, just going along with that, like, I had those exact same thoughts. Like, I would just sit there and think, like, you know, if I fall in love with someone, like, I'm really going to have to, like, hide that part of myself. And, you know, thankfully, um, my boyfriend now, he's from, like, a similar background, so I don't have to hide myself. But it's just, like, uh, it's a very real possibility that that could happen because while we are all in college not everyone has had like the same circumstances and so they're not going to be as understanding as like I would be or like as we would be with each other like they're just not gonna understand it you know and
1: yeah and that's something that um me and Sarah Wright she is my academic coach for uh Trio Student Support Services she actually got me uh integrated into Trio really well. I'm really grateful for her for that. Um, Yeah, me and Sarah, were just talking about this podcast and um, talking about how other people will cast, like, their judgment onto a situation, like, that they have no idea about. Like, this is my world. You know nothing about it. And you sit there, like... And not to shame anyone who has money, obviously, because, like, you obviously can't help your situation either (laughs) like you can't help that you were born into like a richer family or like a more privileged family I'll say but you can't sit there on your pedestal and look down at people and be like well, why are you this way? Why don't you just do this? Why don't you do this? And, you know, and I'm like, you don't understand. It's not that easy.
2: Yeah. And believe it or not, like, that does actually happen. Like, you would think that it wouldn't, but you would think on a college campus <laughs> yeah, it would. You would think. And, like, it's happened to me in um, one of my sociology classes, which were like, that's the last place that you would think it would happen because, like, in the sociology, last place, <laughs> like, we're taught to, like, you know, be understanding and, like, use your sociological eye to, like, understand you know people and like think about their situation in the context of their life and everything but yeah it's like in one of my classes I was just I don't know I personally felt like very uncomfortable um when we were talking about like food stamps and um like snap benefits and yeah that's just um it wasn't a good feeling <laughs> no. you would you would
1: think on a campus like this where Everywhere you turn around, everywhere, like every social media or Gik yak when that was around, like everyone's talking about being broke. Everyone's talking about surviving off of ramen and hot pockets like everyone on this campus talks about being a broke college student. And so you would think with that, like over all kind of like feeling of a campus, you would think that. For someone who actually is living off of only ramen or maybe don't even have enough money to buy ramen or has to go to the food pantry every single week, you would think that people would be a little more understanding. But when you go to these sociology classes, when you go to these uh, financial budgeting workshops and you hear how people think and what they really think about you, because my family is on food stamps like (laughs) That's something I don't like broadcasting because the second I do, it's just like, get a job. Yeah. Why don't your, why doesn't your dad? Well, my dad works. My mom does not. She's a very sick woman. Like she literally, she's older. She was a housewife for however many years. What, who's going to hire her and for what, you know? So like, yeah, we get food stamps and yeah, I'm on Medicaid. It's like, But I don't like sharing that because Mm -hmm. so many people are going to be like, well, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And people are, you know, stealing from the system and X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep this to
2: myself. (laughs) And see, like, number one, like, just going off of that, like people that do have ideas and thoughts like that, they are honestly just like uninformed because like it's been plenty of times where like I've had to like go on Facebook and everything and I've made detailed posts with like screenshots from like the Food Stamps website and like government websites, you know, good sources. And I <laughs> went through and like highlighted, okay, these are the requirements to be on Food Stamps. You have to work X amount of hours. Like, I don't know. I just wish people would understand, like no one is really like getting over on the food stamp system or the welfare system, you know, like it's publicized, like that really doesn't happen. It's just people, hardworking people that are trying to live. And the fact that like the minimum wage is very low, you know, comparatively, like I believe is the equivalent to what it would have been in 1950. Don't quote me on that, but it's like the equivalent to what it was like decades ago. So it's like, How do you expect someone to survive off of that? Yeah, exactly. With no help. And living in Raleigh, too, like, rent is, like, expensive. (laughs) Like, it's, you know, like, you can't just go to work. You can work 40 hours a week, but at minimum wage, you're not going to make enough to, like, support yourself. And if you have children, that's even worse because you have to support them. You have to buy clothes. You have to put gas in your car and all of that. It's just a lot to do.
1: It's too much for you to expect someone to handle. And then when you take a young adult and put them in an even more expensive environment like college, it's like they don't know what they're getting into, especially if you're first
2: generation. Yeah, especially if you're first generation. I was going to say, like, one thing um, about being a first generation college student is like. I personally, um, like, never had, like, my parents, they didn't go to college. And so I never had anyone to, like, tell me, like, okay, well, this is what you do. Like, this is how you use your meal card and everything. And so, like, honestly, when I came to college, um, I didn't know how to use my meal card. I didn't know how to, like, get on the bus or, like, <laughs> you know, any of that stuff. So I just used, like, whatever change I had. And I went to the vending machine in my dorm for, like, the first two days until my mentor helped me. <laughs> and so, like, yes, it's, like not having that knowledge is like is very hurtful you know at the beginning stages i wish i'd had that knowledge i
1: tell everyone who will listen i wish i knew about trio my freshman year because my freshman year i struggled i did not know like how to use my meal card i was like what do i do i i can't eat i don't know where to go so i was like i don't know what i'm gonna eat the first night i literally just didn't eat and so i didn't I didn't know about TRIO, so I didn't have a mentor. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot about anything. And um, eventually I had like a band camp and they fed us there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. Tally's over here. I can just swipe my card. And I saw other people swiping their student ID and I'm like, that's what I have to do. okay." (laughs) And so, um, yeah, being out on my own for the first time was just kind of like a culture shock of its own because like like my family wasn't the best like well off or anything when it came to money but for my entire life they take care of me yeah exactly and so I got on my own and like mom wasn't there anymore dad wasn't there anymore and I'm just like I don't know what I'm doing yeah (laughs) and I had to figure it out on my own because it's not as much as my parents love me. And as much as they try to help me any way they can, they don't know how yeah. to help me. And every time I would call my mom and ask, like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, I can't, I don't know either. I can't just ask somebody. And yeah. I was so ashamed <laughs> to ask anybody cause
2: I didn't want to look stupid mm-hmm. and I didn't want to look poor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely like difficult. And then like, personally, I'm from a really small town where like, I'm pretty sure the NC State population is larger than the population of my home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like I like I knew all of my teachers, like my parents knew them and everything. So like I always had that network of people where like, okay, if I don't know what I'm doing, like I can go to someone because like everyone knows everyone. And then when you come to NC State and it's like no one knows you. Yeah. And like (laughs) no one that I graduated with came to NC State with me. I think a couple people did, but they were in, like, a different program, so I never saw them or anything. And, um, so, yeah, it's just, like, difficult, and then, like, luckily, that's where places like Trio come in, because, like, they really will, like, pick up, you know, where you're missing those, like, personal connections, and they will definitely take over in that area. Like, I meet with Sarah, like, every, I don't know, I meet with her often. Yeah, like, I will, (laughs) if I'm in the office, like, I'll just drop by and, like, end up talking to her for, like, an hour. And, She's definitely, like, a very good resource, like... I'm always talking to Sarah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, who, who's ashamed now? I'm yeah. not afraid to ask for help now. Exactly. But,
1: like, my freshman year, I'm telling you, I... Honestly, if I could just redo that year, I would, because that was, like, my struggle year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And, like, that shame that was just, like, associated with everything, with asking for help, with trying to figure stuff out, like, I... I was working, I feel like... 30 to 40 hours a week my freshman year. Same here. Just trying to like make it. So almost half, maybe three quarters of my check every week going back home and like sending it to my family because like they still have things they have to take care of. Like, I knew I had to help in whatever way I could. Yeah. And so I was just working and literally going back to my room and then working and then going back to my room and then occasionally going to class. (laughs) And so hanging out with a group of, I guess, I don't really even want to call them friends because I just had them around because I didn't want to be by myself.
2: Associates. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah, just hanging out with people that didn't understand where I came from at all. Um, it was a church group, surprisingly, mm-hmm. you know, you know the people you think yeah. that won't judge you. Um, yeah, it was like a group of girls from a church and I you know needed that spiritual support at the time I needed to be surrounded by you know people of God and like to help me like push through because I'm just like Lord I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this year. Mm -hmm. And this one girl (laughs) um I was like working and I got off of work at four o'clock that morning. Um I had to close up and everything, walk back to my dorm because what is a car. Um, walk back. And so by the time I got back to my room, it was like maybe 5 30, 6 o'clock. Church that morning started at 7 30. I wasn't going that day, obviously. And so um I'm just like my head hits the pillow and then I get like a phone call from this girl and she's just like, hey, where are you at? And I'm like, you know, I'm not going. I'm going to sleep because I just worked a 12 hour shift. Like, I'm going to sleep. And she was just like in front of people, mind you, because she's at the church, like with the people in the background. People are wondering, like, hey, I can hear them in the background. Like, where's Ricky? You know, we're about to, you know, start uh, the group youth, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she's just like why do you work so much? And, you know, I did, that's like a question. I understand, you know, why do you work so much? She was like, your parents don't help you or anything. Like, why are you working so much? Why aren't they helping you? And I, it took everything in me not to reach that phone and smack her in the face <laughs> because like, you do not understand the struggle that my family has gone through. And I felt that like so much going forward from that moment on, because it's like, this is a girl from the church. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to understand, you know, thou shalt not judge. If she's sitting here judging my family now, like no one else is going to get it either.
2: Yeah. And like, you can always tell like when someone like they're asking because they want to understand and because like they actually care. And then like, you know, it's all in their tone. Like you can tell if they're asking just because they're like, oh, well, you know, coming from a judgmental place versus like really wanting to know so that they can like try to help you and i think that like on campus a lot it's a lot of people that would be like oh well you know why is why is this this way you know coming from a judgmental place but they're not going to try to help they're like they don't honestly they don't deep down inside they don't care to like
1: like i've had people ask me before like hey why are you working so much and like being like like you said from their tone you can tell like oh okay they
2: Really, like, no, (laughs) you
1: know, it's like, hey, you know, why are you working so much? Maybe, you know, you should take some time and do this. And like, you know, what's wrong? Let me know what's happening. Maybe I can help. And in those situations, that's what I thought I was going to get with her. Mm -hmm. And instead, I got, you know, you shouldn't be working this much. You need to make more time for this church service, you know, that I can't get to, cause I actually have to ride with them because I don't have a car. Mm. So, uh, you know, you need to make more time for this and you know, the Lord, you got to make more time for them. And you know, your parents should be helping you out and they're not helping you. You can't, and like, you can't just be asking people those yeah. kind of questions. <laughs> <We> <laughs> cause can. for us all, you know, my parents are dead or exactly. something. And from that point, i can pinpoint that exact point as the moment where i was just like these people don't need to know about where i come from because they don't understand and i think that's like what you were saying before about like people who make those judgmental kind of statements they don't understand
2: yeah that's definitely true like um i don't know personally like growing up it's been times where like i went without like electricity and like water for like a good little amount of time and like having to go to school and like do homework by like candlelight and stuff and like that's stuff that like not a lot of people you know have been through um which is good for them because like no one should have to go through that i wouldn't wish that on anyone Uh, yeah but it's just like you know you have to understand like you just have to understand that you whenever you're encountering someone that you don't know on a personal level like you just always have to be like open-minded and then just understand their boundaries like don't don't try to overstep those boundaries until you know <laughs> like you know where y'all actually stand is like friends or like you know if it's a relationship or anything like just always set the boundaries and don't cross them <laughs> you know just try to be understanding and open-minded
1: I think that's super important. Like you were saying, like who you surround yourself with. Um, Obviously, you don't have to like it's I personally like it being surrounded by like people who are kind of from the same background as me. Trio, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, because it makes me feel not as alone. Yeah. But when dealing with people from, you know, a low income background and maybe you're not maybe you haven't struggled as much as someone who's in like a position, like someone who may be in trio, mm-hmm. like just how do we advise people in like those privileged positions to interact with lower income students and like knowing like, okay, your friend probably can't go out this week. Cause it's either going out to the club or, you know, eating.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would definitely say like, I think the best way to approach situations like that is like, again, just to be like open minded and then just also like look for the signs that are there that like the person could be like lower income Um, and then just like base your interactions like off of that. Like if they say they can't go out, don't get upset with them. And like if they say like, you know they have to work this weekend. Don't be like, oh, well, why aren't your parents helping you? Like, you should just say like, okay, you know, you're working. Is there anything I can do to like help make life easier? Because it could be as simple as like you just being there to like talk to them you know, or like doing something that's free,
1: you know, (laughs) that part, like like, it costs free 99 to just like
2: sit at someone's house and like watch Netflix. (laughs) Exactly. So that's like what I always try to do is like, okay, you know, well, let's go to the park or something, or, you know, like let's go to the art museum because it's free. And when they have exhibits on Friday nights, students, uh, college students get in for free to those so check those out um but yeah it's a lot of stuff you can do for free there's so much you can do for that'll still build like friendship bonds and everything and so like just understand that you know like always have an alternative don't expect people To be on the same economic level as you, and I think that's where like a lot of problems arise because people think like, oh, well, we're all in college, like we have to have some money, but like really, no. (laughs) Some of us have no money, exactly, like, (laughs) like at all, exactly. And so, like, just you know, be understanding and don't focus so much on like monetary things. Do things that are free. You know, and because, like, just be inclusive, honestly. I think that's a good way to put it. Just be inclusive.
1: Because I almost find myself, um, well, not recently, but um, just like leading up to this place where I am now, I think I'm feeling like a lot more secure in the place where I am now, like being proud of my background a little more and not being so ashamed of it. But um, definitely in the past, I found myself like not wanting to let people know like oh I can't come tonight because you know I can't afford it like no I was gonna be there come hell or high water like if somebody in my friend group is having a party in their house off campus well obviously I can't ask someone for a ride because then they're gonna know I don't have a car so then I have to take a lift over there and so I took the lift over there um chilling hanging out The entire time I'm, you know, miserable because I'm just like, I just spent, you know, $8 on a lift. What's that gonna like? What was that $8 gonna do for me in the future? X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Or I'm stressing about something else. So then I pay another $8 to go back. Or, you know, just in general, just if I'm getting place to place, I'm taking lifts places or walking because I'm ashamed that I have to ask someone for a ride especially if it's a constant kind of thing yeah where it's like asking the same people over and over and over again it you almost feel like you're a burden to your friends at yeah. that point and so I think that's part of the shame too where it's like you don't want to be like this leech mm-hmm. off of someone because someone like I've had people just like in high school or you know First part of college where there would be someone who wanted to come out but they needed a ride, and so they were like, "Hey, can I get picked up?" And it's just like the person who's doing the driving just being like, "Wow, this person always needs a ride somewhere. Like they can't ever get somewhere on their own." And I'm just like, "Mm, "See, that's why I don't like. I don't like showing that." And I think that's a part of like the the shame almost, not just so much the judgment, but also feeling like you're a leech to your friends and if these people are even your friends or if they you know even want you around if you know you can't depend on them yeah
2: and like it definitely is something that you do like after a while like you do start to like internalize it and then like you almost start to think that like something is wrong with you like you start to think that it's like your fault when ultimately it's not (laughs) you know like you know again just like I don't know, just realize that people are out there. They do care about you and will support you. And then just try to find those people. And then like ultimately, struggle is like what will tell you who your real friends are and who aren't. Ooh, amen. You know? Say that <laughs> <So>. one again. <laughs> struggle will tell you who your real friends it are definitely
1: will. Real quick. It will tattletale on yes. your social life <laughs> so fast. Cause I know. Mm. <laughs> I just got <laughs> emotional there for half a second. Um, so like when I was literally 12 years old, we got kicked out of our house. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't pay the bill anymore. Um, we had gotten so far behind in payments. It was just like, okay, look, you, you guys got to get out. Um, like we were, we had nowhere to stay mm-hmm. like at all. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> like where are we, where are we going to go? Um, so for two years, my family split up because we like my mom. She went to, um, she stayed with her mom. Um, my dad decided to go out on the road. That's when, um, he became a truck driver. I know you mentioned before that your dad was a truck driver too. Oh, yeah. So that's something we have in common. <laughs> um, my dad decided to go out on the road because, um, that was one of the only jobs like hiring at the time. He had just lost like this job that he'd had for like 15 plus years. Oh, wow. And um, so, yeah, he went on the road. He was sleeping out of, in his truck, basically, mm-hmm. like living out of his truck. Um, Yeah. And then me and my sister, we just kind of house hopped because mm-hmm. like both of our parents were gone for like a year, year and a half, something like that. So we house hopped. We went from like my grandmother's house to um, over to like a friend's house. I would have to stay with my friends some nights because I was still going to a school that was in a different state mm-hmm. um, at the time. And so I would stay with my friends. But that was the thing. That's when you learn like who are your friends when you're really going through something, Yeah, because I would ask friends I'm just like is it okay if I stay here for a little while. And while I did get um some friends, you know, who were able to help me out. I got like um this one girl who to this day I still consider my sister. Um her family let us stay there for a minute, but there were some friends who were just like you know, not supportive yeah. at all. And when we had to move, um, because obviously we can't go to the school in this state now because, you know, I don't have a home address here. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we moved into my mom's grandmother's house and, um, that was our home address there. And so we stayed there and started going to school in, uh, Wadesboro. Uh, we started going to school there and, People were just like my friends, people who I thought for sure were like friends I would keep for a lifetime were mad because I'd moved Mm. and I was like for a moment, for a moment, I almost fed into that anger of just being like, like being mad at my parents. Like, why did we have to move? Like my friends, they're here. I want to be there with them. But those people didn't support me at all because the second I was out of sight and the second I needed help they weren't there like for support yeah like every time i want to just be like hey guys i miss you guys why don't you guys like can we just hang out or something and it's just like oh no you know you can't do this obviously and we're going here and you don't have a car or anything so i'm just like that's you know
2: very inconsiderate
1: (laughs) yeah and so it's like you learn so fast who your friends are yeah because the second you need help the ones who were there, those are your friends. The ones who are who turn away from you because it's a little inconvenient, nah. Yeah,
2: and like for me, luckily, like I was blessed. Um, in like the small town that I'm from, like we only had like one. Uh, one middle school and one high school. So either way, like, no matter where I stayed, I would still go to the same, like, middle school and then, or, like, high school. And so luckily, like, I had a few friends, um, like, one in particular. Um, We've been friends since, like, kindergarten. And um, she's just, like, always been there for me. Like, when I didn't have a car, like, she would help me. Like, she would take me places and, like, vice versa. So it is possible to have those friends. And so, like, when you do find them, like, you just really have to, like, cherish that.
1: And that's where that's the place that I'm trying to find myself at right now, because I, I know I've, I've, I'm at the point in my life right now where I'm meeting people who I'm close to, who I care about and who I pray care about me. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's getting to the point now where we're, you know, we're getting older, things are getting more expensive, yeah. uh, and stuff like, you know, cars and apartments are becoming necessities. So those friends who won't be ashamed of me yeah. or that I won't feel ashamed like I'm weighing them down or, you know, being a leech or anything else like that. And seeing which one of these people, if, there are, if they are there, that actually care about me, whether I've got money or not.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's definitely like. It's something hard to come across in, like, the college environment because I think, like, for a while, a lot of people are, like, pretending to be people that they aren't. And then, like, eventually... Most certainly. (laughs) Like, eventually, everyone does get to the point where they're, like, you know, okay, well, this is me. Like, you know, this is who I am. Like, hate it or love it. You know, I'm here. And so, like, that's kind of where I'm at now. And so I'm kind of just, like, you know, still, too, just trying to find, like, a good... You know, solid group of people that I know, like, do you honestly, like, care about me? And then, like, will be in my future because I'm not the type of person to have, like, just short, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're friends. And then the next day we're not, like, yeah, I like friendship is something that I really, like, value. And so, like, I don't know, I prefer, like, long friendships, like. You're going to be at my wedding and, you yeah, know, like, and you're
1: going to be in my life, you know, 10, 15 years yeah, from like, now
2: and stuff like that.
1: I feel that's really important to me, like those relationships like that. That's super important to me um, because family is super important to yeah. me. And once you've been my friend for so long, you are family to exactly. me. Exactly. And there were friends that I had back in the day that I thought for sure. We're going to be in my life for the rest of my life. And the second that I started struggling, the second I'm like, Hey, I can't go out. You know, my parents, we didn't have a car for like a hot second. Like we would just have to get around as best as we could. Um, you know, can't hang out tonight because, you know, we need to buy groceries and my check has to pay for that instead of like going, going roller skating or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the second that struggle came up, friends started dropping like flies, I'm at the point now where I need to know if the people I'm hanging around with are okay with the fact that I don't have what they have. Mm -hmm. Like just having friends, a support system at the root of it all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the key to feeling, you know, not so alone on an elite campus like NC State, because it's very, very posh here. Yeah, Like this isn't a campus where you're going to run into too many low income oh, yeah, kind of students. Not. So just having like, not just friends, but like, f- like friends that love you. Yeah. Friends that like will support you. And that's what you need to have on this campus. And so I guess just going forward to anyone who's maybe feeling like super ashamed of where they come from or, you know, the background they come from or the fact that they maybe don't have as much as their friends have, or maybe you're comparing yourself to them in like where they're at socially, economically and everything else and like where you're at. You have to surround yourself with people who aren't going to judge you. Yeah. You have to surround yourself with people who understand or are willing to try to learn to be able to understand. And, you know, if you can't find a group of people who are from the same background as you, because obviously you can't always surround yourself with, you know, the same people, like the same demographic of people. Mm -hmm. Um, If you do find a group of people that, you know, are a little more privileged than you are, they just have to be able to understand that you are not cut from the same
2: cloth. Yeah. And then if you're like wondering like how to discern like who's really there for you, like honestly it will just take this is just gonna take a lot of like honesty and openness. Um, but like, you're just gonna have to tell them like, you know, well this is like my background and like that's something that like I can say it now but it was something that was like really hard for me um because there were like things from my childhood that like I just nailed this year like told some of my closest friends and so like I don't know you just have to I guess just be prepared you know and like whatever happens just know that like you know at the end of the day like you're being true to yourself and like if they have a problem with that, then they probably just weren't there for you to begin with, you know.
1: And to be honest, I it's going to be hard knowing that some of those people don't care about you as much as you thought you did. But honestly, you don't need people like that around if go. if they are going to sit here and judge you, judge your situation, judge your family, judge like an essential part of who you
2: are cut it loose and then like just another like quick resource that i want to mention is the counseling center um you can get free therapy sessions like for a whole i think for the whole year like they have a certain amount that you can get for free and they also have um like counseling groups uh small groups that are very helpful um i was doing both of those for a while and they like they help me substantially. So if you ever feel like you don't have anyone there for you, or you just want someone that you don't know, because like, I feel like, you know, people that I don't really know, like a therapist, I can just say whatever to them because like, they're not going to judge me. Um, So if you like, if that's something that resonates with you, like just know that they are there for you. And if you just want someone to vent, I would suggest going there. Or, you know, if you want someone to practice on, like practice with them and then, you know, try it out with your real friends. And there's no shame in that either. It's not. It's absolutely not. Um, you know, like I said, I was going for like a year, um, over a year, probably I was going to individual therapy and group counseling. And, um, it was like, honestly, one of the best things that I've ever done. Um, at the time that I started going, I was like in this big transition phase and like, I really just didn't know myself you know honestly and so like i started going to therapy and it was great like it was really good one of the best things that i've ever done
1: and i can like just from talking with you i i can see where those sessions have helped you tremendously because the like the person you are you're very open you're very vocal you're like able to you know let people know this is me you can either handle it or Not. And so I I want to get to that place of just being like, hey, you know what? There is five dollars in my account right now. And it's probably going to be like that for the next two weeks till I get paid again. (laughs) So, like, you know, I want to get to the point in my life where I'm just like I come from a low income background and I'm not ashamed of it. And I don't want to feel ashamed of it like ever again. Mm -hmm. So. Basically, I guess that was the point of this episode, just um, letting people know that um, you can be low income and fit in on a campus like this. And I think once you get over the shame of being low income, being from a low income background, what's going to help you then is knowing that you can ask for help. Yeah, Because I think I got over that first hurdle like maybe um the middle of the fall semester roughly mm-hmm. and that's when i was like okay any time i need anything i can just go to sarah or like dawn or courtney or something you know and that's why i feel trio has done so much for me since i've got here like they not only they gave me an on-campus job for one thing yeah mm-hmm. like <laughs> Bless them for that, because you don't know how many jobs I've tried to work off campus with no car, taking three, four buses to get there and then two, three to get back to be back in time for like rehearsals for like theater or meetings that I had at the radio station or something like that. And I wasn't making enough money to be doing that. You know, I was eating up my check. Taking the bus for so long or like if I was running a little late if I had a class like right before work I would have to take like a 13 14 dollar lift just to get to these like jobs that I had to work so an on-camp they gave me an on-campus job you know they gave me a community that I could feel safe and comfortable being myself in like trio isn't gonna be like hey we're going to the aquarium the trip costs you know (laughs) 70 dollars and they're no they're gonna make sure
2: that you get there yeah
1: you have to have your own transportation pack bring your own food or have money for food or something like like, no trio is gonna make sure that if i want to like just be social that i have a way to get there yeah everyone's welcome to come like we're all just chilling hanging out and everyone's themselves And I want to feel like myself everywhere I go, not just in Trio.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it is like, you know, it is just something that comes with time. But, you know, things do get better. Um, Like my freshman year, like I remember having to just eat rice. (laughs) Like I was so hungry one day. I literally like I was staying on campus and with Village over the summer and I didn't have any food, didn't have money to buy food. And like I literally just had rice in the fridge. And to make it worse, like I didn't even know how to cook it. So it was like, I was sitting there trying to eat it and it was just like crunchy still. And oh, I was just God. like, wow, <laughs> like, well, okay, this is my life now, but things definitely do get better. Um, you just have to like any opportunity that's given to you, um, of people trying to be there for you, just, you know, try to take it and it's going to take time. You know, that's the biggest thing, but allow yourself that time, um, know that it's nothing wrong with you. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. And don't let these people shame you into thinking that
1: there is. Exactly. Because I've gotten to a point now where I'm just like, if I can't afford to do something, if I can't afford to go somewhere, if I'm just like, I'm like, I'm going to chill in my own house. Yeah. And I'm going
2: <laughs> to, you know, I'm going to get a good grade in this
1: class. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> like, do not let anyone shame you into like feeling less than because just because your parents make less money or just because you make less money does not mean that you are lesser than anybody else on this campus because you got into nc state you did just like them they don't
2: just let anyone in here and so just always you know keep that in mind and just know that one day like you are gonna put yourself and your children in a better position, um, because you are here at NC State. And so just, you know, keep that hope in you.
1: That's why we're all here. We're all here to try and make just like a better life for ourselves exactly. than um the one that we lived. God knows. Yes. I do not want my kids going through what I went through. And that's yeah. why I'm here and that's why I'm gonna keep going.
2: Yeah. And the sad thing is like that's something that like I've always thought like growing up I would really just like sit sometimes and just be like you know I really just I don't want you know anyone to experience this let alone my children and so like I don't know that's just why I work so hard now and because I just can't have them go through Uh, yeah that's that's literally
1: (laughs) yeah um so I have like a lot of resources here um that Sarah gave me for this episode um about like uh, like stuff like housing insecurity, food insecurity, um, financial insecurity, and then like social pressure surrounding some of those issues. Um, there are so many, uh, resources that we have on campus. Um, do you know any, like, um, um, when it comes to like, you know, some of those, uh, problems like housing, food insecurity, like what, what resources do you have um that you would like maybe just want to share
2: okay well um like the main one is just like the food stamps um because I thankfully received them um Sarah she helped me to like apply for them and get them and then um she also put me in contact with someone else on campus that was like very crucial in helping me to apply and get approved. Um, so definitely, you know... You think I won't be that. on food stamps this summer? Sarah's going to help me. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. It is so, you know, I will pull out that card in a heartbeat because... And like,
1: I want you to look at me uh, yeah. any kind of way with it when I go to the grocery store. Because I'm... the
2: thing is, like, it just takes so much pressure off of you. Like, I was literally... Like, I'm working this part-time job you now that I hate. And um, I'm about to quit because, you know, I just... I can't keep being unhappy. You know, I'm too young to be unhappy at work. Too young. And so I just decided I'm going to quit. And, like, I just found myself sitting there being like, you know, well, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? And then I remembered, like, okay, well, on this day, every month, I'm going to get my food stamps. So at least I won't have to worry about food. And so I just want y'all to know, like, it's really, it's resources out there, you know, that you shouldn't be ashamed to use because you know, <laughs> it's taking care of you. Like it will honestly take away one of your biggest worries.
1: And that's why I was like this summer, I like between rent in this apartment, trying to live in Raleigh. Um, I'm, I am, you know, I have a job and an internship and some stuff happening over the summer, but not enough to like take care of everything that I need. Yeah. So Sarah was just like, Hey, I just helped um, Elena with food stamps. I can help you too. I'm like, Bet because I'm not going hungry and I'm not going to be ashamed of it either. No, there's no need to be ashamed (laughs) for years, for years. I spent just being ashamed of, you know, any time that my mom had her food stamp card, like trying to like just feed us. And I would like try and like, you know, be a little farther ahead somewhere and never tell your
2: friends like, (laughs) you know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah. And just like, you know, being scared. People judging me, knowing that people would, because I know how people talk about people on food stamps. I know how people talk about people on Medicaid, but I don't got to copay. Do you? Um (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, anything to help. Honestly, you learn real quick. Shame don't feed you.
2: It doesn't. And then just uh, one quick thing, because I'm on Medicaid, too. And if you have Medicaid, whatever problems you have, get them taken care of now while you're on Medicaid. While well, they will cover it yeah um, because um, i don't have too much longer yeah be sure i think they cover you as long as you're in college um or like up until you graduate or until you turn like 21 or 22 but um yeah the point of me saying that is to take advantage of it you know don't be afraid to like if you don't have health insurance try to apply for medicaid you might get approved and use it use it
1: And um, in the description, I'm going to be putting like a lot of links to um, like some of these resources that you can um, get in contact with and read about if you need them. I am also available to talk to if anyone needs it. I am actually officially a peer mentor for TRIO now.
2: Congratulations. Yeah.
1: So um, I want to help incoming students or even students that are already here in the way that I've been helped this year, because I didn't have that my freshman year. I didn't have that my sophomore year. Like I've, I was just really sitting here struggling, mm-hmm. not knowing that help was OK to ask for yeah. <laughs> and not be ashamed to do it. Um, so, yeah, I am available to talk if anyone needs it. But just know the whole point of this is just knowing you are not alone You don't need to feel ashamed. And honestly, we're all going to get through this together one way or another.
2: We will. One day at a time. Just take it one day at a time. And... Before I go, there is this one restaurant that I wanted to mention. Um, It's called A Place at the Table, and it's like a pay-what-you-can cafe um, in downtown Raleigh. And so, like, the way it works, um, the food is actually pretty good. I've been there before. And so, like, you just go in, and they have, like, this, um, they have suggested prices on the menu. But if you can't pay that, um, you just pay what you can, and then you can volunteer, to make up for like the extra time or the extra money you can just volunteer like help clean tables and stuff and so it's definitely like if you're hungry like go there and you can volunteer in exchange for a meal and so just so everyone is aware of that resource too um just you know love yourself and understand that you know things do get better um it's gonna take time uh, if you if you're not happy with the place where you are, it's going to take time for you to be happy with that. But just use the resources that are available to you and just love yourself and understand that other people do love and care about you, too. Yes. And find that group that yes. is going to love and care about you. Um,
1: I guess I just want to finish out by saying that just know that your struggles, they're Not something you know to be ashamed of. Wear them like you know, you know, battle wounds. Like flaunt those scars off because you are here now and you made it. Yeah. So it's like don't worry about people judging you. Don't worry about like trying to you know fit in with a group of people because like they don't know where you've come from, but you do. So just like, just keep going, and there's always someone here around to help you out. Yeah um all right well elena thank you so much for you know coming here and you know sharing your stories and being like in that really vulnerable place with me and um with the listeners
2: yeah no problem thanks for having me i definitely you know enjoying myself tonight and so i just hope i'm able to i hope this podcast can help someone um and that's ultimately what i'm here for okay
1: thank you so much
0: TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today! Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.